0: Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast, episode 207. The show is brought to you by OS Training, keeping your clients and yourself on top of learning WordPress and WooCommerce, and iconic with their feature-filled restaurant plugin, Orderable, built just for WooCommerce tell you more about our pod friends later in the show but let's jump in as i chat with an agency owner in the space and learn more about how they do the woo everybody bob wp i'm stoked for this interview this chat with mitch callahan mitch callahan is joining us all the way from portugal where WordCamp europe is going to be happening i'm already dreaming about that but i'm not going to get distracted mitch welcome to the show
1: Thank you, Bob. It's it's great to be here. I know everyone says that when they hop on a show, but uh, I've seen I've been to many WordCamps. I've seen you set up your microphone like on the fly, like a pro, and interview so many people. And so for me, it's it's awesome to actually be on the show.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, I may just be grabbing you at um, WordCamp Europe. You know, again, <laughs> who knows? You know, my pleasure. Out. Anytime, use <laughs> me as you need, man. All righty. Well. First, let's get a little bit into your, you know, how you got into WordPress and WooCommerce space. But one of the things I do want to touch on, because we'll make have to make quite a jump from there. But I was looking at your LinkedIn site and it said you started building websites in elementary school. And I I, I always have to think because it's like I think the first website was built. Thirty years or twenty five years after I was in elementary school, so I obviously couldn't <laughs> be doing it. But why don't you tell us first what you were, you know, doing there in elementary school, and then kind of do that giant leap to getting into WordPress and WooCommerce?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I just remember getting the internet, and there used to be these website builders. Uh, Angel Fire was a popular one. GeoCities was another one, and I, w- I would have tons of little sites set up all over there. And I don't remember what the heck I built at the time. And then <laughs> it uh, slowly evolved into learning HTML. And that was before CSS was really big. And uh, honestly, the first site that I, I really remember building was um, a site for my band at the time. We had this little three-piece band. And we were I, I just... I. I I put up the pictures of the band members and I put a little, some radio buttons below and and I wanted people to vote who is the best
0: looking band member. And (laughs) that that was it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And and were you, were you voted the best? I I did win. And, you know, of
1: course, me being the the creator of the website, I was, people said it was rigged, but uh, I I swear to God, the the votes were completely... uh, You know, fair and it was was truthful. (laughs)
0: Oh, that's (laughs) hilarious! Okay, so where where did WordPress and WooCommerce come into your life? Yeah, so fast
1: forward i I had worked in many different industries, and I was working on in, in the finance world at the time. And a friend of mine just brought up a website that he had built. Uh, and he, he had mentioned that it was built on WordPress. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I've I've never played with WordPress before. And I remember just looking at the website, playing with it, and I was like, this is cool. I, I want to, you know, I just had in the back of my mind, like, I want to play with this in the future. And fast forward, uh, I won't get into it, but, you know, I started a company with my friend and, and we started off doing web design. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, well, let's try WordPress, and so we set up our first site using WordPress and it was so easy. Like, I was just like, this thing is incredible. And uh, we fell in love instantly and we didn't use anything but from there. And, you know, we just kind of evolved and, you know, we, this is do the woo. We work in e-commerce. It was just the next logical step. We're like, we got to sell some stuff. Uh, let's use WordPress and the rest is history.
0: Cool. Now that brings us to your agency. Why don't you tell us more about your agency and what you're doing there? Yeah,
1: for sure. So the agency is SoCal and we work exclusively with WooCommerce. I like to say we really sip the Kool-Aid. I'm very much a strong proponent of open source software and I love the WordPress community and I just I love, you know, a free and open internet. And so that's, you know, why we choose to do what we do. And so we help a lot of mid-market size stores. Uh, A lot of our companies are businesses that have grown up a fair bit on WooCommerce and they need technical help. So we help them with scaling, performance, building out new features. And we've really just become their backbone, their tech team and handle it all in the back. And we'll we'll talk about it later in the chat, but it's really just, we're moving into a managed WooCommerce system where we really are kind of the platform for them.
0: Yeah. So also on your LinkedIn uh, profile, you say you're working to drive more Fortune 500s onto Woo. So how's how's that plan going?
1: You know, things tend to fall into place. We, uh, you know, WooCommerce started off really small and now we've definitely entered the mid-market. And I think it's one of the most lucrative spots for WooCommerce. And I think it's only a matter of time before We move into the the really high-end enterprise market and it's already happening like we've been fortunate to work with some pretty big brands in the space like salesforce amazon and you know which are fortune 500 companies and uh to help them integrate into woocommerce so yeah it's it's the plan is unfolding
0: Now, I'm going to throw in, I want to talk a little bit more around the agency, what you're doing there, some of the stuff, how it's worked, how it hasn't worked. Uh, But I want to pull out this thing because I came across an article that you had written that I think a few months ago It was called, or, you know, was on your blog. And it was WooCommerce versus BigCommerce versus Shopify versus Magento. Now, I just came across another article that had, you know, the same kind of title. And it was written on Tech Radar. I don't even really want to share it because it was really one of those real standard, you know, kind of ones. I mean, yours was far better, let me tell you. But anyway, needless to say, it 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 did have a um, couple really well had really one strange thing around security that I won't even get into that. I don't think they knew what they were talking about, but when they did their synopsis at the very end and. I just want to put a scenario out. If you were somewhere and somebody came up and said, oh, I read this and this is what it said, um, what what would be your reply? They said, last but not least, WooCommerce can empower small and mid-sized businesses alike. It doesn't require as much technical know-how as Magento. What's more, if you already use WordPress, you'll feel right at home with the simple use to use UI WooCommerce had borrowed from it on the downside there's a bigger chance something will go wrong with your WooCommerce store than with all other solutions that we mentioned. So we would deter less adventurous users. What would you say to that person?
1: I'd say there's a lot of contradictions in what he just said. Um <laughs> <I know. laughs> if, if, if there's a th- more things that will go wrong, you want the adventurous user to 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 use it. Um but, but I mean, I, I understand, I think, the core, the nugget of what he's talking about. Uh, I mean, I realize if you start adding on a lot of layers to your site, it's bound something can go wrong. Uh, whereas, when you're in kind of a closed environment that's probably less likely um so I think maybe that's what he's getting to, but you know a lot of these things can be avoided, but yeah that that's what I would say i uh, maybe clean it up a little bit, but <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was it was interesting how that was his closing out you know it's like um a zinger at the end, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> the unfortunate truth with a lot of those articles is you know they're in demand, people want to read them uh it's just that you know quality content takes time. And, you know, our piece that we wrote, I have wanted to publish that for years. And, you know, thankfully to some of the great people on my team, we have finally gotten it out the door. So yeah, I'm really happy that it's out there. And we've got the ebook for people to download for free.
0: Yeah, and sometimes I feel these particular writers, they're usually, you know, if you look at who's writing it, they're a blogger, journalists, or whatever they're called, very generalized. So they're probably going around looking at a ton of articles that are already talking about this, just pulling bits and pieces from that and trying to pull together something that makes sense. So so moving
1: on. On, on that note, though, I was just going to say it's like the blind leading the blind right? Yeah. They're all just
0: copying yeah. those things. Yeah. It's a vicious
1: circle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. A couple of things I want to talk about. I was looking at your site and of course, there's a ton of things we could talk about, but one thing I wanted to, I, I just pulled out this particular thing just because a lot of builders out there don't do this at all. And that is case studies and case studies, you know, kind of, it's an open book. How in depth they can be, you know. How you format them. For those out there that don't do them, and I notice that you do them, you have actually quite a few on your site. What is the value you find as an agency using case studies? Oh my
1: goodness! I it's funny you say that because I, I'm I think how, how severely lacking we are in our case studies because a case study is. So valuable. Uh, it's it, it speaks so much more than words, and especially if you have a case study in a specific vertical. Like if you have a new lead and they're in a vertical that you've already worked in, you don't need to say, "Hey, we know this space." Just send them the case study, and it speaks for itself. Uh, case studies. If you don't have them, you need to make them right now. Above any other sort of content, like because. It, it, they're valuable in so many parts of the process in, in the sales process too like when you're following up with the lead you don't just say like hey checking in you say hey look at this new case study we just published and here's the results they got you know you don't want to say we're great you, you you want other people to tell you that you're great or and you, you let the results speak for themselves so yes case studies are just it's essential like it's, it's, it's non-negotiable you gotta, you gotta put in the reps and it's an investment you know you're losing if you don't have them
0: Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. When you build a client site, after the fact, you are doing one or two things. Continuing to help them maintain their site or simply handing it over. Now, whatever the case may be, you need to give your clients even more confidence in running their Woo Shop. OS Training has a great collection of WooCommerce tutorials that will help your clients get the most out of their site. And as a bonus for you, the builder, you can also find training to enhance your knowledge as they continue to grow their WordPress and WooCommerce developer training. So whether it's for yourself or to help your clients understand and take control of their WooShop, OS Training has you covered at OSTraining.com. If you have a need for a restaurant plugin for your clients or for your own site, Iconic WP brings you Orderable. Unlike the third party services out there, you will have no per transaction fees. The order management is slick and brings an app like experience to the customer. It easily works with all paid builders and it's configurable for time slots, holiday scheduling, layouts, and product add ons. For the latter, think of pizza toppings or side dishes. Great add-ons. And from my own experience, the support you get via Iconic WP and Stiller WP is top of the line. Simply go to orderable.com to get you or your client's restaurant online. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends, and now let's get back to the show. Now, you are moving into kind of a, you know, you've iterated your business over the years. I mean, if anybody can relate to that, it's me. I mean, we all do it or usually businesses that survive do it because they have that flexibility. I'd like to hear because you're moving into a space that is what a lot of uh, businesses, vendors, whatever are moving into. I mean, this is the space, but something that stood out and I think maybe this was part of, you know, you made this change was what you called sprints in your process. And and how I want to kind of take this is when I first read it, I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. And what those were and how they have now been kind of part of the impetus to have you move to your new direction, maybe not the only one, but part of it.
1: Yeah, sprints for us was a nice change of pace because generally when you start a web agency, it's a very basic process of sending an estimate and you're going to figure out some billing schedule like 10% up front or 50% halfway and you know the rest at the end and it's not the best in fact I'd say it's the worst process I wouldn't recommend anyone <laughs> does that and you end up having these projects that never finish and you're chasing people for money so on a business side we knew right away that we didn't want to ever be chasing people for money we don't want receivables so we started doing things prepaid And then we had to figure out how do we do that in small enough chunks that, you know, the customer's not going to feel like they're going to get ripped off. So we started doing weekly sprints and that was a great way to break down the tasks and the deliverables in like smaller size chunks. And it really worked for us for a good time because then the customers wouldn't be hit with like a big bill all up front. It was these smaller pieces that they can digest and then they can see the progress as they went. And honestly, it was a great transition. Like if you're working in that older model I described, I I think moving to a sprint model is probably the right thing to do. Um, We eventually iterated on it simply because describing your work as a sprint is a back-end technical term. That's what dev teams will describe them as. And that's what we still describe them as, you know, behind the scenes. But for an end user, the customer, they don't give you know, so I, I'm not going to swear, but they, they don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it we we we've kind of moved away from that, but nonetheless, the the structure that we 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 built on top of it, it still exists. So um, we can get into it, but. You know, we, we, we bill in chunks of hours now, which is, is is similar, but it's more framed in a way that the customer understands. And it's just completely, it's, it's always continuous development, always ongoing. So then part of your job is to continue building up the backlog and always adding value and and can keep going. But, you know, it it was a big shift because again, you were prepaid, you don't have receivables and it was smaller. It broke everything down to smaller pieces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is your kind of your internal, move into manage WooCommerce offering. Do you want to kind of elaborate a bit more on that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Because we love WooCommerce. We love open source. We really want WooCommerce to power the world of e-commerce. I mean, it already does power a lot, but we, we want to make sure it stays. And for us, we I often consider we would be like the last line of defense. A lot of stores would eventually get to a point where they go, oh, should we leave WooCommerce? Because the grass is greener on the other side. And I always knew... If you had the right care and you had the right team behind it, you would never want to leave because you can see what this is really capable of. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's what we do and that's what we focus on. So then we just started breaking that down into smaller pieces. Like what does a successful WooCommerce store require to succeed? And so, you know, there's a lot of people moving to manage WooCommerce now. And a lot of them are, are like hosting companies. The difference is with the hosting companies, they only really know how to host your site. They don't know how to properly support your site or build out features of your site. So we're coming from a very different angle. We're coming from, you know, we're a services company first and a customer service company first. And then, you know, we can help you, you know, pick your hosting and infrastructure in the back, but how do we really turn a service into a product that's scalable and repeatable um, and solves that problem of, you know, giving people on WooCommerce an, an amazing experience. So, we've broken it down into three tiers, you know, very basic to get you started and then, you know, a growth and then a, a much bigger launch plan for stores that are con like continuously in development.
0: Yeah. And, and that does make sense because I mean, hosting, you know, they'll provide you with some maybe specific plugins that will help you for the basics that you may likely need, but that added um, holding hand of the client for uh Anything, I guess, from customizations to things breaking to whatever. It, Yeah, it's, it's kind of like having a manager of your store except the technical side of things that's just making sure everything goes right.
1: Precisely. And as great as WooCommerce is and all the flexibility it gives you, again, that's not things that customers want to think about so you take care of that for them and then they get all the benefits of WooCommerce where the the flexibility and the ability to basically integrate with whatever they want and they are very happy people
0: yeah that makes sense Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you too is where do you see the challenges in WooCommerce whether it's yourself or your agency or you know challenges you see to the industry and maybe even what you think is a solution to those challenges?
1: Hmm, that's a that's a good question. Um, I will say, you know, you have to find ways because WooCommerce is so nuanced. There's so many different ways it could be done. So you have to find ways to standardize it wherever possible. And so, like the first tier of our managed WooCommerce hosting is just maintenance, but we have found ways to automate a lot of the testing. So. You know, you, it takes some customization up front, but at least now the process for each site is more or less the same. Um, you're using the same software to test and then we can essentially scale. It, it requires a lot less man hours. So, for example, that's one thing that, you know, has allowed us to smooth it out. And, you know, if we can get them all on our second tier includes, you know, enterprise here hosting at a, at a significant discount. And, you know, if we can get them all on similar types of platforms, we still want to maintain flexibility. But again, that's a way how we can kind of make that uh, rough process smoother.
0: Right. Now, one of the things that I also saw on your LinkedIn site so kind of buried in, and I'm going to bring this up and some people moan and groan in the space about this, but I I just like your perspective on it is I think you said in your on LinkedIn something around that you are fascinated with Bitcoin or you're just intrigued. So you're probably into it at some level. Where do you see this playing out with WooCommerce or do you see it at all? Uh, Is there anything that excites you about it that you're thinking how it all evolves in the end or um, is it just a fascination you have with it? in general, that is maybe even WooCommerce specific?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of amazing open source software in the world. And as much as I would love all of them to play nice, a lot of them are just their own fragmented ecosystems. So I do see them playing a part together, though, just as much as WooCommerce is is an open e-commerce platform, Bitcoin is your open payments. Because if you think about your your store setup, aside from, you know, maybe you have a third-party fulfillment provider or something, but payments is really the one thing that you're not in control of. And Bitcoin gives you that freedom. So mm-hmm. Bitcoin, uh, specifically the Lightning Network, is is a really cool uh, way I would like to see more stores integrating uh, payments into their sites. Again, I, I love Bitcoin for the same reason I love WooCommerce. It gives you freedom. It puts you in control. And, you know, ultimately, you can control your you can decide the direction of your your digital destiny, whatever it looks like.
0: Yeah. Well, I like that answer because it's concise, it's direct and it's not down a rabbit hole, which sometimes when we bring up Bitcoin, that is exactly where it takes us, depending on <laughs> who we have on. So um, it makes it very interesting. Uh, what advice, um, you know. And I'm not talking about startup agencies. I'm talking about agencies, smaller agencies. And, and again, this is maybe uh, very generalized, but, uh, you know, somebody comes up and says, hey, I want to be like SoCal when I grow up type of thing. You know, I mean, I, I, I this is my dream. I look at this and, and that's a loaded question. And there's a, a, you know, it's easier said than done. But what is... Your biggest piece of advice for that growth uh, for an agency to get to the level where, you know, where you're at?
1: Um, if, if, if their dream is to do this, I mean, I say all the power to you. I think, you know, the more in control you are of your your future, the better. Um, to get here, I honestly, dude, it's, you know, we're on a WooCommerce podcast. I think you need to really niche down. You have to have your focus. And I think in the future, the WooCommerce agencies are going to niche down even more, but you have to find a way to stand out and add value. And I get it. When you start out, you offer everything under the sun because you don't know what's going to stick. You don't really know what your skill set is, but you know, once you actually land some jobs and you realize like hey, I don't know anything about branding or I'm not very good at graphic design. You start shedding those pretty quick and you realize, you know, what you're really good at and you just double, triple, quadruple down. That's what I would tell them. And, and you know, take care of your people. I mean, at the end of the day, people are what get this done. So, you know, you got to treat them really well.
0: Right. And that is a good point because I think there was a point somewhere along the line, it was, oh, I'm going to be, you know, my niche is WooCommerce. Well, that's kind of like saying, you know, my niche is um, retail stores. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, let's talk about this. Are you talking about, you know, a 10 level retail store in downtown Manhattan? Or are you talking about a little retail store out in the rural area? I mean, so you do have to, I, and, and do you see that in the space? Do you see more WooCommerce um, agencies WooCommerce developers or anything going more for the niche focus and um you know because it's it's like how do you choose that is it like an industry based is it size based is it you know it seems like there's so many variables it will take some thinking through to actually get to that point
1: yeah. And it's almost going to mirror like the WordPress system because, you know, there's people who are just good assemblers of WordPress sites and all the power to them because they're great for small business. But then there's people who are really good at the back end and the deep coding. And like, they're the ones who can really help you scale a large media site and they are not the same thing. And, you know, one serves a different purpose. So with WooCommerce, do I see a lot more people offering it? Absolutely. It's almost like a. A checkbox. The unfortunate truth is, a lot of them don't really know it that well, and we end up having to be the guys who have to clean up their dirty work. Again, it's it's about niching down. They're they're chalking it up, Uh, but you know, if you're going to be in WooCommerce, you know, be a small store builder, or you know, really learn it and and contribute it and and make a dent. Otherwise, I think there's like cool places. Like I I see you know, LMS integrations into WooCommerce, like that's its own space in its own. Or like, if you just want to specialize, like you can add layers on top of it that aren't just the code itself. Like, okay, we specialize in WooCommerce subscriptions, but now we're also going to help you optimize your free trials and all this stuff. Like there's so much value you can add on top of it. And, you know, that's the way I would be looking at it personally. It's just for me, we, when we started in WooCommerce, there was almost nobody and we've just became, you know, very technically uh, adept to it. So we work on really high performance sites and anyone who needs like serious heavy lifting. And and that's kind of where we fit.
0: Okay. Great. Good advice. Last question. And this is something I used to ask in my old podcast. And I like to just bring it up every once in a while because it's, I I find it kind of an interesting question to ask. Um, uh, What won't Mitch buy online? (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's really funny man um <laughs> i know what i want to say but i'm not going to say it but um uh you know what okay um if i think about it like i i do buy most things online um but the one that i still haven't i, I think it's like things that are tactile and things you need to feel like like clothes like i will buy clothes from a company that i've tried on before but Mm -hmm. whenever i'm trying something new i i I much prefer going into the store and having someone make recommendations for me that's just the one thing that personally hasn't stuck that much yeah Um, almost everything else is is online
0: (laughs) yeah i've gotten a little better with i mean a little bit more i don't want to say looser buying clothes online but if i have to buy something very you know I mean, it's not not like a pair of sweats or something like that, something a little bit more. And and we just bought some new furniture a few months ago. And there's no way I would have bought that online because I I actually needed to sit in it and see what it visibly looked like, you know, just size-wise and everything. So, there, yeah, there's certain things that are still... I mean, I've had some people that say there's absolutely nothing I wouldn't buy online. I'm just like wow, you know, that's great if you've got that kind of confidence, but there's still some things that just, nah, you just bug me a little bit.
1: <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. Cause like I bought a couch the first time I bought a couch online, I totally regret it. And my friends were like, how the heck could you buy a couch without sitting in it? And I'm like, I get it. Like the ultimate trifecta, you need like an amazing mattress. You need a great couch and you need a good office chair. And I just bought a new office chair and there was no way I was buying it without trying it in person. So I went to a store and sat and I was like, okay, okay, this is legit. And then I can buy it online.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Really get that. And, and I think when I used to ask that quite a bit, that was a lot of the things was there's certain things you just need to experience and feel and touch. And it's, you know, technology, fortunately, most of that stuff can be bought online, but, um, you know, other things are, you know, sometimes I'll buy something though. And, even technology-wise, and I'll think, man, it looked so much bigger online. This thing is, um, yeah, is really, really tiny compared to what I was expecting, or something. And
1: yeah, the space the spatial hasn't really been figured out yet. And they do like the AR and stuff, but it's not that good. Um, you really got to pull out the tape measure and like measure three, four times to yeah. be sure exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, this has been excellent. I'm glad I uh, was able to finally. Uh, get you on here. I know we've been working at it for a while trying to balance balance both of our schedules and stuff. Yeah, you're a busy guy. Yeah, well you are too so be, <laughs> when two busy guys try to get together it's it takes a while. So but we are patient we got it done. Where can people connect with you online if they want to, you know, um reach out to you for any reason.
1: Uh I'd say I LinkedIn is probably the best approach. Um just search up Mitchell Callahan on LinkedIn. I do have a Twitter account but honestly I never use it. Yeah. Um So LinkedIn is a good spotter. Just hit up our website, socal.com.
0: Yeah, do check out his website. And thank you, Mitch. This was an excellent conversation. Really enjoyed having it with you. And I so much appreciate you taking the time to join us.
1: Hey, Bob. uh, My pleasure, man. And I got to admit, you are a real pro. I think you're even, you know, it's funny, whenever we talk about your podcast, it's someone always says something about your voice, because you really (laughs) just got this voice that's so relaxing. And the second we hopped on here, I was like, I felt like my chill factor, you know, went up a notch. And I was like, okay, this feels good, man. So uh, again, thank you for having me. And uh, I wish you the best when you come to uh, WordCamp Europe, and especially with your big anniversary coming up. So it's a great place to do it. It is.
0: It's going to be fun. Thanks a lot, Mitch. My pleasure, man. Hey everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends, orderable.com by iconic the ultimate restaurant plugin for WooCommerce for your client sites with a slick order management and an app like experience for their customers and for your WordPress or WooCommerce training, whether it's for yourself, a team member or a client, OSTraining.com has you covered. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at DoTheWoo, over on our site at DoTheWoo.io, or on your favorite podcast app. Until the next time, keep on doing the woo.